Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I'm someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm doing! Oh, help me God. Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Sup Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Happy Tuesday. I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in so long. Well, you know, it's it's always a pleasure, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, it's always a pleasure. And also, always a pleasure. time is moving so weird because it feels like forever has happened, but then it feels like time is moving fast. It's like weird. April's almost over. April's I, almost over. I feel like I don't remember the winter. Like, oh, it's really? just I a, remember it. I feel it. I feel like it's I feel it every day. See, I feel like it's just blank for me. It's yeah, just it a blended, blankness for me. It, it blended and blanked. But I remember during the winter, I'm like, whoa, this is fucking hard. Well, the winter I was like very fucked up and it felt I remember feeling like I was in like a time loop, like every day yes. just felt mm-hmm. the same. And like Groundhog I Day. Yeah, like it really felt like Groundhog Day. But now I like can't connect with my memories of that time at mm-hmm, all. It's like mm-hmm, a blank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. either, but I think it has something to do with uh, festivities related to today, which is 420. That's also true. It is 420. It's 420. I yes. spent my winter just in a cloud. Um, I do have a personal plug for the top yes, of the episode. Yes, I have two I'm personal excited plugs. for this. Number one is 420 marijuana, which is that at 420 p.m. Well, number one, yes, a personal plug for me is legalize weed. Number two, <laughs> that's just a personal always, plug. Always. I'm just gonna plug cannabis as a concept in general. Yeah. Um, number two is that at 4:20 p.m. today on 4:20, I have a I have a tradition of going on Instagram Live and telling the story of how one time I was smoking weed and I accidentally pepper sprayed myself in the face. So if you <laughs> have any interest in hearing like how that could happen to someone, um, how do you iterate this story year to year? Um, sometimes this year, I'm actually trying a new thing where people know going into it that people I pepper have a spray whole my new face. context for pepper spray. I feel um, like since 420, I feel like too, every year you get a new audience. Yeah. Every <laughs> year I bring more people together to hear this really, <laughs> you know, I think every most holidays have like a story behind them that people mm-hmm. gather to tell. And mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that for 420, people should gather and tell the story about how I accidentally did pepper spray myself in the face. Can I time. be honest, Elise? Mm-hmm. It's not my favorite story. Weed story. You know what my favorite weed story is of yours. I think that I do know, but you can you can say it now because it is the high holiday. Yeah. Uh, when you got kicked out or when you got your weed confiscated from the Harry Potter Broadway show. Oh, I yes. Did. And I was actually with sub-host Brian Russell Smith uh, this was during like that right time. before I started. And I remember like I was like, OK, this job looks cool. Let me listen to this podcast. <laughs> and then yeah. it was Elise and Brian telling this tale. And I was like, oh, shit, I got to go there. 
Yes. You're like, so, oh, I'm good. I have to quit. And then it's like, no, too late. <laughs> <laughs> no, that made me apply. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was fun. Um, and I did. They did ultimately let me go in to see the play. So no, no harm, no foul. Uh, I lost. I lost a little bit of nug that day. But, uh, you know, Nobody that was kind of my some. bad for just having it sort of loosely floating in my purse. I think we do need to remember Today in the Holy Hide holiday, all the nugs that we have lost. Uh, one time I went to Philadelphia for because my friend got me into an Air, Angels and Airwaves concert for free because he's the bassist of Angels and Airwaves. Oh, and um, yeah. So I last minute went to Philly, like on some groupy shit, went to Philly from New York, round trip, got so fucked up. Um, and then left a nug and like my grinder and like my one hitter on the on the oh mega no. bus. Oh no! <laughs> on the oh, mega bus. The <laughs> and I was Damn. so sad because whatever, right? They're all replaceable. The my grinder was ten bucks. My, oh, you know, whatever. But you know, but that's is a it, real bummer. It's a bummer. I had a grinder confiscated going into Bonnaroo once, and I oh, think that's God. just messed up. It was empty too, empty. and the guy was oh. like, "Elise, it I sounds remember- like you've just generally been over policed." Yeah, I have a lot of misadventures. I actually do think it's probably proportional to the amount that I engage in this particular activity. But <laughs> um, yeah, I was going into Bonnaroo. And my grinder was empty. And this guy, security guy, like to go into the center room, which is where like all the concerts actually happen. He took it out of my purse and he was like, I remember him. He was like, are you serious? Are you serious right now? And I was like, are you serious, my dude? I'm going to go into Bonnaroo. You're holding an empty grinder. Is this the, is this what we really need to be doing right now? Like, I was confused. <laughs> I know, but it's also like, it's still Tennessee. I know. Right? And that's what I realized in that moment is I said, ah, this guy is actually just a police officer from Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, I gave him that he took he took the grinder. I feel like I'm obligated to tell mine now, which is mm-hmm. just even precedes it entirely. Have you lost your virginity? Where... Oh, sorry. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right in the stakes, right in it. <laughs> um, where I was already had partaken and then went to get cash to get more. And then just like I got the cash and I just left it there. It, I didn't take it. Oh, no. You I left returned. the weed at no, the I guy's left house? the cash in the ATM. Oh, my God. not yelling it because I don't think I ever told my fiance that. And he's like, it's <laughs> 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 okay. You, you know what? I sacrificed $100 to somebody. Oh, who- fuck. That's oh damn. One time I tried to. That sucks pay like the 16 year old that sells weed in my neighbor in my friend's neighborhood uh we were all high but it was florida so they sell nick bags so it's like five dollars <laughs> worth of weed so obviously we took half a hit each and we're like uh okay <laughs> and then we're like we're still want weed and then we like kind of broke into my friend's little brother's piggy bank oh my and god then- <laughs> And got a bunch of like from quarters, quarters and shit. He was like 15. Uh, and I like tried to pay the what well, we paid the weed guy in quarters. And he was upset. And he's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with all this change? And we're like, look, I was like, look, you're going to build a time machine. Because <laughs> in, in Florida for a long time, they had 39 cent cheeseburger Wednesdays 
and 25 cents on like so one days and Sundays at McDonald's. So it's like, you're going to build a time That's machine. Amazing. You're going to go back two days to Sunday. <laughs> and, get a and then he did. And um, then he did. Uh, no, this kind of brings me into my next personal plug, which is that if anyone has any interest yes. in hearing more of Millie's antics growing up in Hollywood, Florida, <laughs> I did just release today an episode of my other podcast, The Roast of Your Teenage Self, with none other than Miss Millie Tamares. And yes. we talk all <laughs> about... Many antics. Yes. I will say antics is the best way. Shenanigans, I feel like it's too innocent. Mm -hmm. Antics is the appropriate word. It's antics. It's antics. Yes. (laughs) So if you have interest in listening to that, you can get it everywhere that pods are casted. I will be listening to it as soon as we're done here. And Elise, Mm -hmm. your handle is at Pandalise. If you're not following, follow her now because then you'll get the alert. Don't like think you're going to remember at 430. Just do it now. Get the alert. Exactly. Hear the tales. Mm -hmm. Hear the tales. So I guess we'll stay Mm -hmm. on theme here uh, and talk about some 420 themed legislation because it's been in the news in recent months because our Democratic president and Senate at all. So let's run through some of the stuff making its way through the federal government to hopefully decriminalize what is literally a plant and herb. I realize I've been using that that not excuse. I'm like, it's a plant. It's a plant. But it's like, yeah, but like a man also like heroin's a plant, too. So I'm going to take that. I didn't know that. If I want to, I think so. No, heroin is a it's cocaine opium, is. Because it's a, well, opium is a plant. It Opium's comes from a the plant. poppy, poppy to opium to But heroin. then I realized, you know what? That's not, not how I feel. I think maybe decriminalize all of it. But I guess, yeah, if I'm going to rely on the fact. So now I'm calling it an herb. See if that sticks. But yesterday, <laughs> that feels more, less like hypocritical. Dill. Yeah, like dill, like a dill. It's like dill, cilantro, obviously. Yesterday, the House passed a cannabis banking bill. This would allow banks to provide services to cannabis companies in states where it's legal. This passed with huge bipartisan support, which is we never see. It passed about 321 to 100. This has been a huge barrier to creating an even more profitable cannabis industry. There's not a lot of institutions, even at the state level, that are willing to deal with cannabis businesses. So a lot of them have to deal exclusively with cash, which is very dangerous, Mm -hmm. very vulnerable to theft. You have to pay so much in security. You have to pay so much in accounting. It's not it's not ideal for a business that is considered legitimate in I think currently 40% of Americans live somewhere where it is legal. So this bill basically clarifies that proceeds from legitimate cannabis businesses would not be considered illegal, basically giving banks a green light to go ahead and bank them. And it also basically tells federal regulators how to figure out how to make this work. Like it's time. These banks shouldn't be scared to work with these legitimate uh, businesses. But obviously in the background, blanket federal legalization would be an excellent solution here. Uh, Chuck Schumer, who has been kind of the lead on this, actually said in an interview yesterday that he's excited about the banking bill, but that he's a little bit nervous that he would rather just handle this in a bigger way rather Mm -hmm. than pass this Mm -hmm. now and potentially slow down that effort. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Chuck Schumer, what do Elise Morales and Chuck Schumer have in common? They cannot stop talking about weed. I was going to say, they both have their glasses at the bridge of their nose. <laughs> Damn, that's a burn on me. No, you're, it's cute. It's endearing. It's endearing. They're both a little bit scared of AOC. Yes. You know, we're all a little bit scared of AOC. That's why it's so fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. So he has been all about this. And I think if we do get legal weed, 
it's because of AOC, not only because she's a champion of it, but she's sort of in the bank background said, I'm not not going to primary him. I'm not going to rule that out if I'm not happy with how things are going. And obviously yeah. everyone loves her. So she yeah. sort of seems to have moved him on a lot of issues. And this is mm-hmm. a big one. So he has said repeatedly that he's going to try to advance legislation legalizing marijuana use for adults. This is despite objections from Joe Biden, who says he still opposes legislation. Kamala Harris has supported it in the past. Mm-hmm. But when Schumer has been asked if he'd move forward since he is majority leader without Biden's support, he said, quote, I want to make my arguments to him as many other advocates will. But at some point, we're going to move forward, period. I cannot imagine a situation where this is where Biden would pull a veto. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's currently legislation senators are working on this with Ron Wyden and Cory Booker on a wide range. And I think it's something that we see sort of pop up every now and then in the House since we've had it, but mostly symbolically, symbolically, but with the same potential that there is for everything where we're close to a 50-50 majority or where there may be some bipartisan support. This seems like something that could actually have momentum. Yeah, especially like I feel like a lot of Republicans um want to legalize weed like i don't know about republican right? fucking politicians but republican yes. people want to want to legalize 55 percent can exactly. we make sure that joe manchin smokes weed and likes it before this vote comes up so that we don't Wait, have any fucking seriously someone in west virginia please i think somebody that listens joe, to the podcast like out. knows him get it Get it, make it happen. But do it, do it good. Bring him all the snacks. Have it be a watch a funny movie or something. Then like tuck him into a blanket and put him to bed so he has a great (laughs) experience. I feel like Kristen, Kirsten Cinema. She's a stoner for sure. She smokes weed, but she doesn't want anyone else to. She doesn't want anyone else to do anything. She does is my sense. Yeah. So I think she might be. So maybe we should give her a bad experience. (laughs) So then like give her some really strong edibles, tell her it's just regular brownies get and then have her. And then she's like, this is terrible. I want everyone to experience this. Let's legalize it. (laughs) (laughs) She'll do her cute little. No, thanks. Yeah. yeah, no, th- no, let's legal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see Kirsten Cinema being like, I'm a radically straight edge. Like, also, though. Oh, oh my totally. God. She's yeah. like, we can legalize it, but only dab. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <You> can- <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, honestly, though, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to be vulnerable here and like just talk about some traumas that I've had recently. And one of them is the trauma of seeing her wearing a purple newsboy cap <laughs> on Twitter. Absolutely. With the <laughs> it was pinch- but it had a pinstripes on it. With the fuck off ring. Yeah. With the fuck off ring. It was like a magenta pinstriped. Kangol, it was like upsetting. newsboy cap, right? Or what is it like a golf? I, I, I don't know. I that hurt me. Yeah, hurt that me. was that was tough. I think that Gen X is going to have to answer for Kirsten Cinema at some yeah. point. I yeah. feel like Kirsten Cinema is like what Gen Z. It proves them right. All of their TikToks roasting us. It's like they think but we're all like. No, she's Gen X. She's Gen X. Don't do this. Don't do this, Amanda. Take it back. Take it back. I googled it. I am so sorry. No. Take it back. I retract it. Generation X is responsible for Kirsten Cinema. They have to answer for the hat, 
they have to answer for her powerful right. theater tech energy that she has theater going on. Tech. Theater tech, that's a great, just like antics, just amazing. Mm-hmm. I will say this, right, Joe, go back to your earlier point about Joe Biden. Like, yeah. I, you know, and I, I agree with this is like, he's very much in, in the good and the bad, right? We want to, like, I wanted somebody more progressive or whatever, but Joe Biden's the weather vane. He will do what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't, he's not a dick like Trump is, where even if Trump, well, but honestly, though, Trump disagreed with something, but every, all the other Republicans did. I think he tried to, like, in terms of policy, he, he would just do whatever they did. But I think, I think Biden, too, like, maybe he opposes it himself, but he's more willing to listen. And like, I don't think that's a huge barrier of anything yeah right. I, I don't think, you're think right. that he I has think... a strong feeling about marijuana i just yeah. think that he is old right yeah. i think that's exactly <laughs> it i think that's exactly <laughs> it like you said millie like a lot of these sort of i feel like his whole we're approaching his 100 days and i feel like putting it as like a weather vane is a perfect way to put it because he doesn't really he lets the wind sort of blow him but he's not the wind he like sort of let's like, why would he bother being super vocal on some of these issues that the Senate and Congress is dealing with anyway? Like yeah. Jen Psaki every day is like, you ask Congress, that's up to Congress. We love, we know there is only like limited things he can do with executive action. So I think it isn't, I think it's not the worst thing he could do to sort of stay a little bit silent. And you're right. It's like, I wish on this because there is no good reason. He hasn't stated a good reason for being objected to it. Other, other than the sort of what old people say is that they still think it's like a gateway drug. They think it melts your brain. At least it's been kicked out of enough places. We know it melts your brain. I mean, Amanda left. Yeah. Did Amanda leave a hundred (laughs) dollars? Like, like, like it, it, it definitely melts your brain. But yeah. did I pepper spray myself in the face? Yeah. You know, some yeah. people have been hurt. Uh, but, but, but everybody it affects differently. Obviously, like, look, if you're like somebody that uses it medically and you microdose all day and it doesn't micro and it doesn't melt your brain, that is amazing. Obviously, I need to be careful when I go get cash. If no, I partake, sometimes but I talk to certain men. And I feel like my brain <laughs> is, me- is melting or like are worse a- for your brain than than weed. I don't, yeah, probably. Like, like I'll definitely have like a dissociative state sometimes, like just an outer body experience of like, I'm not here. Uh, and, and, and also when I listen to some mixtapes, like right. in front of them, like if they play the mixtape in front of me, my brain melts. Mm-hmm. Mm. This happens to you often. And that's legal. It's illegal to listen to mixtapes and to listen to men talk. If that's legal, if the federal government isn't exactly. protecting us from that, then let us smoke a joint. 100%. Exactly. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. 
There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. So today we're also going to follow up on the end of the Derek Chauvin trial and a little bit more on how the reaction to Maxine Waters' comments has escalated since yesterday. I wasn't sure how much attention to pay to this, but then um, it just became clear that attention was being paid by some. And so we must all now pay very close attention. But yesterday, Sammy and Brian, they played the particular statement raising hackles on the right. To remind you, Maxine Waters told peaceful protesters that there, if there was no guilty verdict, their movement would have to remain active and get more, quote, confrontational. To reiterate, this was in the context of a much longer statement. For a long time, she was like with them. She was just personally moved to go be with them at that time in Brooklyn Center with the trial going on. And I also think it's important that she said so like in reaction to a question that does change the context. She wasn't just out of nowhere, like we got to be confrontational. Like somebody Mm -hmm. asked her, what do you think? And in an interview published with the Grio yesterday morning, around when we recorded, Waters said that she obviously meant this in a nonviolent way and that her remark about being confrontational was in regard to changing the justice system in the U.S. Still, um, people are making a fuss. Even the judge in the Chauvin trial yesterday suggested her comments could give the Chauvin defense something on appeal, he said, should there be a guilty verdict. I don't know, but I also just thought it was very interesting. He thought guilty on appeal. I was like, is that where you think this is going? But He refused Um, to grant a mistrial because the defense did try that. The defense did say this warrants a mistrial with the justification being that at that point, the jury wasn't sequestered. They could have seen her comments and maybe been intimidated into thinking, well, if we don't say guilty, then the city is going to become engulfed in riots. And that would be the justification. Yeah, as if they don't fucking know that. They, (laughs) They fucking know that. Like, come on. Right. They're the, they're still going. They're not sequestered yet. So they're still driving along the streets where everything is boarded up. They're, <laughs> yeah. They are aware. Like whoever got sensory perception. I always <laughs> think whoever got picked for this jury, it's like, I don't know. You must have been a little bit detached to have even qualified for this jury. But since then, they've been seeing what's going on. There of are course. Tanks. And like, you know, <sighs> It's like, right, okay, right. Let's say um, if we're doing a two, like a comparison between like the insurrection on January 6th and like, you know, and Republicans inciting insurrection and Maxine Waters uh, saying that you guys are, need to get more comfort, you know, inciting violence, right? Mm-hmm. There is no nine minute video of Joe Biden uh, cheating with mail in ballots. Mm-hmm. Is there? Mm-hmm. There is no nine minute video of people throwing out Republican votes or cheating or anything. There's probably like an hour long fake conspiracy video, but like there is not, you know, there is no witness like the witnesses that they've had 40 trials that said that it didn't. You know what I mean? So Republicans, you know, saying like we need to take our country back or all that shit like they're not going based on it, you know, on anything. And 
if we're doing a, a two, like whatever, like comparison, taking away the power dynamics in this country of how over-policed black and brown people are, at whatever, right? Let's say, for example, whatever, like they really believe that, that they that there was cheating or something like since there have been 319 people killed by police this year so far right there's only been three days this year that people have not been killed by police if we're doing like a comparison that would be if every single local runoff every election since november 3rd or something has been instances of cheating that there's been proof and all that stuff honey there have been Trump appointed attorneys. I mean, mm-hmm. Trump appointed like judges that say that there's no case. And there are 60 fucking cases, you know, 60 of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? All the wit- like there are no witnesses. Everybody who works Republican people are suing Trump. Like 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 it's just yeah. like you can't compare it. Uh, and, and especially when you add in like the the racial dynamics of this country. So that's- well, yeah, I I agree 100 percent. And yeah. I think it's also like if we're looking at this question of, you know, because obviously what they're trying to do is compare Maxine Waters saying this to Trump inciting violence on January 6th. It's pretty obvious that that's kind of the tack that they're taking. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, did the group of people <laughs> Maxine was talking to immediately turn around and have a violent confrontation with police? No, mm-hmm. then she didn't incite violence. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump said we're going to march down to the Capitol and then a giant mob marched to the Capitol and broke inside. So like it was literally a one to one immediate reaction to his words. I mean, we can also talk about the run up that incited that violence, which was mm-hmm. also long. But like literally we watched violence be incited. Maxine Waters made yeah. these comments and all these people are saying that, oh, maybe someone might do violence as a result. But actually, that hasn't happened. Protests were already happening in that area before she got there. And it's not like this group immediately flipped out and went and like lit a police car on fire as soon as she said that. Right. Also, they they're moving to Kevin House Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy might move to censure her tomorrow. It's also I mean, (laughs) They also did not vote to impeach Donald Trump. So they said that this was fine. Exactly. And then they're coming and saying when Maxine Waters, in their view, does it. And yeah, the way you both put it, it's like if you look at obviously both things need to be in. Whenever we're talking about what somebody says, we say, of course, we'll put it in context. Okay, when you put Trump's in context, it's everything leading up confirming that that was an incitement to violence. When you look at what Maxine Waters says at the context, everything around it confirms it was not. And in the case, in the impeachment trial case, um, Trump, like it was literally showing the protesters saying like Trump says, keep going. Trump telling us Mm -hmm. to go away. Mm -hmm. Trump, you know, so we're stopped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm here on behalf of your boss or whatever. Like they're they're saying all of that shit. Whereas like literally find one video of someone like yelling at a cop and being like, I'm here for Maxine. Like, it's yeah. just, like that's not happening. No one's doing that. So. Maxine Waters is a California <laughs> rep. She's not even like a, yeah. you know, in, in Minnesota, Minneapolis. So it's also we should point out the particular grossness of them choosing a black woman to be the of face. Of like, yes, is like, I mean, it's, it's just, almost like, of course, they're doing that. The but policing yeah, of things that black women say compared to what everybody else is allowed to say. 
get and, confrontational. <clears throat> That's the words that are causing all of this is that she said to get confrontational, which is actually like there's a long history in the civil rights movement of talking about nonviolent forms of confrontation and stuff like she's obviously using that language, but whatever. And it was that movement that gave that new dimension to the word confrontational. Yes. And also like confrontation can be like urging, urging people to, you know, like uh, sponsors and like urging people to stop like, like uh, funding or, you know, like advertising on Fox, like that's confrontation. And then, yeah, it's just. Yeah. Going to a town hall and asking an aggressive question is a confrontation. Who are these people that don't think that's confrontational? I could barely get on the fucking phone. That's confrontational to me. Sitting somewhere with a sign is confrontational. Yeah, that's of course, that's all she meant. Who's just like, that's chill. <laughs> yeah, we, I have to keep in mind and like whatever. And everybody has to keep in mind that Republicans are divided with financial issues. Right. Like they don't, you know, like mm-hmm. lower income Republicans want to raise taxes. Lower income Republicans want some kind of government health care. You know, the only thing that that unites them is these moral issues like trans. So they, that's why they make up shit like trans kids in sports and yeah. like this you know, oh, Maxine Waters and like racism shit, because at its core, you know, Republicans probably lean socialist with a lot of the financial Mm -hmm. stuff, but they don't have the same whatever more. So they keep making up these things because that's the only way anybody will vote for GOP. Honestly, you know, they can't get the poor like Trump people to vote for uh, not taxing government corporations or not investing in roads and bridges like. Right. Well, there's a trans there's an anti-trans bill going through Texas, right? Because Greg Abbott scared of Matthew McConaughey. Exactly. If you are listening in Texas, please support Matthew McConaughey for governor. If, If no, I mean, support a. Democrat, that's like better. But is, it, but is is he not? Run, I'm sorry, is he not running as a Democrat? I think he's like centrist or something, right? He said like, something recently that was like, we need to be more Republican. accommodating of centrism. But in the context of how he said it, it was pretty Republican. I promise. Yeah, he's pretty fucking Republican, I think. He said it at a time where it was like, there is no centrist belief when it comes to like racism. Yeah, 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 that's exactly. not great. Maybe not he's great. like Joe Manchini. It would still be better than Greg Abbott, but by how much? Yeah, exactly. I but Texans I like deserve a little, a little so bit better. So I take better. back what I said 30 seconds ago. Look into <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, and if he's good on the issues, then support him. What exactly. are all these people that fled, te- like fled California and all these people that moved to Texas going to turn that fucking state blue? Exactly. Soon. More of them. It's got to be soon. It's coming. I know it is. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. 
Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So before we wrap up, there is another story of over-policing we're watching this morning. This is one of those periods where it's like, are they happening at a higher cadence, these these sh- shocking somehow still and upsetting events? Are we in a period where everyone's really reacting to them appropriately so they're surfacing more? I'm not sure. But a video went viral yesterday that shows a group of police in Perth, Amboy, New Jersey. I hope I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Uh, just harassing a group of black teenagers who were riding their bikes. They're just riding their bikes because this, oh my God, this story. Apparently this town is a law that requires bicycles wear a license tag. How do you get a license tag? You have to ask the fucking police. You have to ask the chief of police. You have to apply for a license tag. And then when you get it, you have to wear it on your bike. And you have to pay 50 cents for it. But these teens were not from this town. They were riding their bike from a very uh, a nearby town. So like I said, about six officers approached them, uh, confronted them about where the tags were, took one of the bikes and ultimately arrested one of the teens because the teen was uh, trying to understand his rights and what, what laws he had violated. And they just decided that yeah. was a, a, a He acted the a way anyone would act in that scenario. If a cop came up to me and was like, where's your bike license? I'd be like, I would have been, gotten <laughs> madder than even yeah, he did no, to, of to be for what he was uh, taken in for. And like yeah. I said, I guess these were auxiliary police. There's additional video showing one of the officers after trying to justify what happened. And she's just like, it's just bullshit. She's just like, I'm just trying to keep you safe. Uh, I wish I didn't have to waste my time doing this. I have better things to do and I can keep your bike if I want to. No, you don't like, honestly. And from my understanding of the news story, it was literally like, I mean, these towns in New Jersey, it's not like, it's not like uh, there's a town in the middle and nothing and then another town and nothing. It's like you cross the street and you're in a different exactly. town. Right. So I think like they're coming from a bigger city town thing and they went to another town. And in that town, in Perth Amboy, you need a license. In Edison, you don't because who fucking cares? But they like follow them into them. That exactly. We were talking about weed and it's like, you know. That's a thing that when you're traveling from state to state or town to town, you kind of want to be aware of in generally, but like, because you know, there are differences and there can be consequences. Nobody's riding their bike. Are people riding their bike around thinking I better check and Never. make sure that I don't need a license tag. And this, it just frankly seems like something that is okay. I would say it seems designed like to raise money for this, for the town. Right. But 50 cents per bike. It seems no, they do it at a loss. No, it's to police because they say it's because so nobody has a stolen bike or whatever, but like, it's not like a car tag. Like you don't, you know what I mean? You don't think to register your fucking bike. And then honestly, like, I mean, you know, getting a bike stolen sucks, but I don't think it just fucking warrants this level of if if somebody stole your bike, like and the cops track them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you even want your bike back at that? Like, oh, uh, just these people. Are, it's just me. First of all, I also bet if you get your bike stolen, the cops, they are like, 
Laugh Sorry, at you. we can't help you. <laughs> like, Even though they should be able to find it, what else are they doing? Well, you yeah, know this woman's I mean? apparently so busy. She has so many other things to do. It's like, get to doing them then. What do you? Yeah. Why, yeah. Oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Okay, well, that's don't. The thing. Then go do it. That is yeah. like the, the point of like, I guess, defund or reform the police. It doesn't mean then don't let this occupy your time. This is not necessary. This helps. This helps nobody. Did she just target them because she thought, oh, they don't have licenses, so these are more likely to be stolen bikes or just stop them because, like, they stop everybody? I mean, maybe because they have nothing to do. Also, are you aware of five stolen bicycles? Isn't that something (laughs) that you would know had happened if someone stole five bicycles? If somebody didn't report five stolen bicycles, they don't miss them. Well, and also, too, I mean, I just got to go back to thinking, like, these white kids, like, are doing mass shoot, like killing people in banks and grocery stores and, and in places of work and stuff. And like people will warn the cops about and they don't do shit. Yeah, and like, we've seen that in India, Indianapolis. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, we exactly. have a follow up from um, uh, from yesterday's podcast on Indianapolis that yesterday was we weren't sure what went wrong and why this case was never brought. Um, and it turns out at least wrote in the newsletter that the prosecutors basically decided not to move forward because they decided that if they lost the case to the judge, uh, that this, this young man would get his gun back. So they decided they'd rather not pursue it, but that's just makes no, if there's no barrier to him getting another gun, then it's completely useless. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like when I was reading their reasoning, it just, it just further showed how fucked up the system is because like, yeah, this red flag lies in place, but they were basically saying that like constraints that exist on like how to show evidence and all of this stuff made it. So it's basically impossible for them to turn around a good case mm-hmm. in the short amount of time that they're allowed to before a judge. And if the case fails, then he gets his gun back. So it's like they basically mm-hmm. trap you and they make it's the the constraints on how you can put the case together are so much that like to put together a good case to get someone's gun taken away under the law is almost too difficult. And they feel like if the objective is to keep the, a gun out of the person's hands, then it just seems in the then first like, stage, it just seems so obvious to me that if you've determined that a person needs their gun taken away, then at that exact moment is also when you make sure they cannot get another one. Until yeah, yeah. I just like, feel like related. if anybody does a flag of like. We don't need guns. A lot of societies don't have fucking guns. And if you want to kill animals so bad by hunting, go work in a fucking meat plant. Honestly, then there, there's those labor shortage, right? But, right, whatever. If anybody raises any flags about fucking, like, gun ownership, they need to never, never have a gun again. Like, pretty much. Look at this point guy. Point. These people get their guns back, but those kids don't get their bikes back. Exactly. Like if you do one, you know, there's like there were so many three three strikes laws. There's so many shit keeping black people in jail. There's so much shit, you know, and then we we can't find a solution to getting guns out of dangerous people's hands. And I mean, just going back to like, I mean, you know, I, I tweeted this, but it's just like, how come there's how is there no campaign like a national campaign about people contemplating gun violence, like, like just 
I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm just I mean, like, I just, I do feel like we grew up kind of on the tail end of the era of like the PSA and like yeah. the after school special. And I feel like there should be, well, number one, there should be a national red flag law that works better than this other. And red if we flag also law. just get rid of some of these extremely deadly weapons, then we don't have to have such a like insane patchwork of rules about how to get them out of people's houses. Yeah. Not and but I was, I would disagree with you, Elise. Like, mm-hmm. there's, um, there's, texting and driving PSAs all the time I see and there's like anti-smoking ones I mean dare was right I mean not dare truth was a really popular anti-smoking one that did reduce smoking until vapes came out (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I guess yeah I mean you know what I think that I just I just thought that because I like don't watch a lot of commercials anymore (laughs) like I don't take PSAs but also like I get I guess more like the after school special or like the very special yeah. episode of whatever where it's like Corey and Topanga are handed a joint and then they talk about how bad weed is yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, I wonder, do kids have I think there's just such a reluctance to acknowledge that it is a reality and it's common and it's a possibility for a lot of kids and yeah. uh, apparently young men specifically white men like mm-hmm. we don't want to acknowledge that like we acknowledge that kids smoke cigarettes that they vape we acknowledge that they want are curious about substances but we and we have to like be aware of that but it's kind of like it's like sex ed it's like we don't want to acknowledge that they might have sex but it, but like a way more extreme version of that and like mm-hmm. i do see like i do understand the suspicion of like kids are at that age are also like intrinsically like defiant. It's almost like, is there a concern that the more you show them, I remember on a, on a recent episode, we talked about this, I think all three of us. And I mentioned it's like, should there be like a hotline or mm-hmm. when people can call, like I'm thinking about doing this or mm-hmm. more national red flag laws. And a person that was a therapist wrote it and she just, she wrote that it was just too much pressure to put on therapists. And I was like, I, 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 I think it's pressure to put on on all of us and like, mm-hmm. yeah, just to, to have some sort of some sort of outlet. But yeah, I think the reluctance to do that is just because we don't want to acknowledge that this is so common and this impulse arises and apparently a lot of people. Well, yeah. also, like, you know, not to like talk too much, but like the trans bands are like, oh, if somebody says something about their pronouns or if somebody presents their gender and not the way that they were like, these are the laws that Republicans are pushing or like you, you have, you have to check their genitals to make sure that they're dressing in the way like the gender presentation. It's all crazy bullshit, invasive teen shit. I kind of am like, we need to be doing that about like anybody who goes on any of these incel sites, anybody who even says anybody was like anybody who has any suspicions yeah. of these teens. Cause of course it's all red flags and shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, like we need to be inspecting and making sure and doing like health checkups at schools and being like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. Like, are you going through any, you know what I mean? Like these again, are the places that want to be able to walk into wherever they want concealing their deadly weapon. Yet they think that they should be able to like check children's genitals. Exactly. It's completely yeah. insincere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was like, yeah. Why don't you check people? Why don't you check these kids? YouTube fucking mm-hmm. searches. Yeah. It's, and YouTube yeah, every needs time. to do something too. Yeah, totally. YouTube, YouTube honestly very much needs to do something. YouTube honestly needs to do a campaign. Like, even if the government doesn't, YouTube needs to do a campaign of like, if somebody watches more than three of these videos, they need yeah. like this like anti-shooting PSA. That's a great idea. YouTube, if you're listening, 
YouTube, if you're listening. <laughs> that is our show. Thank you guys so much. After this, go listen to Roast of Your Teenage Self with Millie Tamaras and Elise Morales. <laughs> Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Zuberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaras. And this is the Betcha Sub Podcast. Bye. Happy Woo-hoo. 420. <laughs> <laughs> the Betcha Sub Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.